Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. such a dad is that a dad thing such a dad thing welcome to uh the first episode of 2021 of star wars and scotch episode 30 we planned it this way no we didn't um cool we got lots to talk about tonight uh Mm -hmm. the overview if you will uh the gallery for mandalorian which was yeah yeah only one episode okay and weird and i really liked i really liked the other the other one but we'll talk about that later uh, we have the gallery. We have the High Republic uh, announcements today. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Which was more of a uh, just kind of a, a deeper download with all of the authors, which is kind of cool. So we'll dig into that a little bit. Um, and then finally, uh, the last thing I think we're going to talk about today, aside from your questions, is the rumor that Disney is and Lucasfilm are discussing rated R, rated M Star Wars content for Hulu. God, that's so, that's, so exciting. That's a general overview of what we'll be doing today. Uh, and as always, first and foremost, kingscoastcoffee.com. You can go to kingscoastcoffee.com right now and get coffee because there ain't nothing going on. Yeah, there's no holiday year. stuff going on, sorry. So, uh, but in it's a few January. weeks, there will be some new stuff for you. But There's uh, nothing special except delicious and amazing coffee. Postal I mean, service is kind of getting back to normal, so... I was uh, alone in the office today. Oh. And I had to figure out how to make coffee by myself because I was like, wait, if I do this, is it going to, of course, it's going to, because normally at home I make it for me and Danielle. Oh. And then in the office I'll make You never made coffee before? No, I've made coffee before, but how much does Kevin by himself drink was the question. I drink a lot, Kevin. That's. I drink like a whole pot by myself. That's that. So. Booyah. Anywho. My life is very hard. Thank you for noticing that, Vibronium. You're the first person to say it. my life is not hard. For the first, and he's like, look at this. Look at this guy. This guy. Uh, Tim and I are also discussing uh, the private, not privately, but uh, behind closed doors for now, how we want the book club to work. So with the High Republic book coming out tomorrow, we both pre-ordered it on, on Audible. Um Maybe throw in some suggestions on how you would want to consume that. Right now, the 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 pin 
in the board is a half an hour-ish discussion of five to ten chapters per week. That is a pre-recorded discussion that will go out the same way the Mando Minute did as part of our feed. Five uh, to ten? Star Wars You're Minute. insane. I just... I'm just I can only do so much cardio in a week, Kevin. Right, but we also, Tim, we've got to keep up with the releases of the book, so we don't want to fall behind. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like, yeah. But The next one to come out is a children's book, so that one will be a short one. I'm skipping that one. Wait, you're going to do that one? I'm going to tell you why we should do it and what they said in the the thing today. So Okay. Okay, cool. Let's get to it. We're just going to be lowering it. Uh... What? What do you want to talk about first? I'll talk about any of that first. No, you're fine. No, actually, let's um, let's talk about the uh, uh, making of Mandalorian season two. Oh, the gallery. I thought the gallery was really, really good. I thought the gallery was great. It was just super odd that it was only one episode, and they left out probably the one thing we really wanted to learn more about behind the scenes. The introduction of Luke. I agree. But the reason why I feel like they didn't do the multi-episode version is because a lot of it was explaining who they are as people, their their history, the the theories and ideologies into into how they filmed the Mandalorian and like what went into it in creating that. So if you go and watch all that, you have a really good understanding of who these people are, how they film, and what Mando is, and and what the story they wanted to convey. So I feel like this was just a really cool like peek behind the curtains into like what went into it, and I feel like they answered a lot of the questions. And I I love the the whole portion at the end when it was just everybody talking about how like sacred Star Wars is, and like how everything has to be so right. And I was like, I almost like I like I almost like cried happy tears because I was like. These people get me, and they understand how important this thing is to me. Um, and so I just, I love how much respect that they give Star Wars. Like, everyone, wh- whether it's from makeup to the, the the artist teams that do, like, they actually create the 3D worlds and, and, and everyone in between and, like, how just important this is to them. I just, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought they touched on every, like, the things that I thought they would, like, the, the whole, like, conception of Ahsoka going from the animated world into live action. It was everything that I was worried about when they were like, this has to be right. It has to be perfect. There is no room for error. Like we watched Ahsoka grow up. Like it was like, we watched little Ahsoka Tano go from just like Padawan learner to like this beautiful young woman who is like, she like went through the, like just like all this crap. Um, and then to, it's like for her to like continue and carry on her own mission. I just, I, I thought they did that really well. And I loved how, how much care Rosario Dawson like put into like Brit making Ahsoka come to life. Like, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like all of that. It was, it was perfect to me. The, it was great. The, I agree with you hundred percent. This was a passion project by some really great people that happen to make movies and television shows and things like that. Speaking of passion, the conversation between, um, Katie Sackhoff and uh, not Favreau, um, brain farting. Filoni, um, mm-hmm. when she was like, when she was like, ten years ago, uh, I'm doing this thing, and Filoni was like, watch, this is going to become a thing, and if we can, you know, you you get to bring Bo-Katan to life, 
And I just like, I thought that was great. And they're like, 10 years later, here we are. Like, I thought that was so cool. It was funny because I already heard that story from Katie Sackhoff's side when she did the first interview. I think it was with E. She Uh tells the same exact story from her point of view. So it was funny to hear Dave tell it too. Yeah. Uh, And and I think my biggest takeaway, and, and Danielle watched it with me too, was Katie Sackhoff's smile when she walked out on set for the first oh, time as Bo-Katan. Yeah. Ear to ear, biggest smile. Like, well, imagine, so imagine happy. being a character for 10 years and you see it on TV and all this stuff and like you know it's your voice, but it's not you. Right. Right? Like, But then you get to become that thing that you, you gave life to. Right. You know, because like Katie Sackhoff didn't get to be Bo-Katan until she put that armor on for herself. And I'm like, I can't imagine that honestly made me think of like, oh, my God, it would be I don't know how I could process the emotions of getting to become a Star Wars character. Right. You know, putting on the armor like the 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 master, um, not makeup artist, but like the person who designs all the costumes, the like the master seamstress or whatever her title is like she was saying how like everyone says the same thing like they don't. They don't appreciate they don't appreciate what they're doing until they actually put on their costume for the first time. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, like what would that feeling be for me? Like, as someone who grew up watching Star Wars and has come to just, you know, completely be just captivated by the world and everything around it, um, to then like essentially like emerge yourself in this full like experience. Like you are literally wearing that and you're in a, a movie or a show, like that's got to be something like for a Star Wars fan who gets to be a part of that. Like that's got to be some unreal experience that you can't use words to describe. Yeah. Her dad was on set because she basically said her father was the one that got her into all of this. Yeah. And I mean, you don't know who she is in, in Battlestar, but between Starbuck now and Bo-Katan, she is solidified, you know, as one of those, I don't want to say typecasted sci-fi folks, but in the genre, if she can get... It's like when you get... When they announced, even though it was a flop in the end, Mark Hamill was going to be in Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How big of a deal that is. Katie Sackhoff is approaching... Yeah, he's the poster boy of all sci-fi. Right. Like, whenever, like, Mark Hamill's in any type of, like, any space, I feel like, holy shit, it's Luke, let's go. Did Uh, you see he finally got to Tashi Station last week? I did. I saw that meme, and I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was so good. He's holding a power converter, and he's in front of Tashi Station. I was just like, I saw the meme, and I was just like, nope, I got it. I knew it right away what this was. It took me he, like never, he never makes it. He never makes it to Tashi Station. It took me like 30 seconds because I couldn't figure out what it said. I was like, Tashi? Tashi? And I keep saying it in my head, and I'm like, Tashi? Tashi Station! He's got a power converter in his hand! <laughs> yeah, because he's supposed to go into Tashi Station, and then his aunt and uncle get burned to a crisp, and he goes off. So I still haven't found those aunt uncle and uh, aunt uncle, <laughs> uncle Owen and Baru figures, but they're just the burned skeletons. Those are the those are the collector's items that I <laughs> I need for my collection. Um, uh. But man, the uh, the gallery overall was good. Again, short but good. Uh, you yeah. could you could attribute that to COVID possibly too, you know. I noticed that that was one thing I pointed out to Amy because uh, I was watching the living room. Amy walked by and I was like, "This is really cool because you can see when COVID happened." Yes, there was a few shots um, of them on set, and some people were wearing masks. 
Yep. And then you could see when ILM had everything and was working in post, everybody had Everybody masks. had it. Yeah. It, so it's like and you can ILM. see like filming. You can see filming kind of ended like right around is like I'm sure things are starting to close down. And then when they're doing all the post stuff, like making the models and, and doing all the post work, like everyone has masks on. There's definitely a lot of division between like overall, like they have the social distancing and stuff. So it's like it was wild. But but like that was that was another thing that I thought was really cool was seeing all like the post production stuff. Um, the one like there was a lot of things that we caught, and I was really proud of us for catching that during the episodes. Like the one where they use the, um, they use their studio. What's the what's the what do they call it? The volume, um, not the not the vol- volume. volume. And they use the volume to show the transition inside Slave One. Yep. And how it's a, it's a gyroscope, and it, it, it and I thought that was so cool. And I was like, oh, we caught that, and I felt really happy about that because they go into so much detail. It's like they're like, you know, we're gonna use you know, you're gonna use everything we built here in the volume, and and make this thing like come to life because it's just one thing that they've never, we've never seen, but we knew it existed. Like we, we assumed it existed because it's like, well, how would, you know, how would the, uh, like navigation storage and everything, like how would that stay upright when you're, you know, going from a vertical to a horizontal or horizontal to a vertical flight posture. And I thought that was really cool. Um, that they did all of that in unreal and did it in the volume. And it was really cool to show, like they showcase like how much bigger it got. They expanded it. Yeah. Um, and how they're really, really starting to push it to its limits of like what they're able to do. Um, they mentioned the, the, the advancements in the technologies between season one and season two, which we learned yeah. about with um, at View with Diamond View yeah. when we went. And Diamond View. So uh, it was cool to see, you know, and it's also probably a little bit cooler for me and Tim because. We have We've gotten to actually like see the technology like yeah. firsthand. Yeah. So we get to we. I don't want to say we understand it, but it's just cool to me that you, you we appreciate to, it more. Yeah, because we we have it in our backyard, which is just yeah nuts to me. But um, the um the one thing the one last thing I want to bring up is them having to do a one to one create recreation of Jabba's palace scene because they didn't they couldn't actually get it to work inside the volume crack by crack was John so Favreau's said, exact they words. said fuck it we're going to go we're just going to do this and build it out completely which like i can't imagine like they had to go through and just like um, like they had to go over everything with a fine tooth comb they had to look at diagrams they had to look at blueprints they had to go bu- probably go back and watch behind the scene footage to see like how this was all done and where all the detail was because if they messed up anything at all someone would catch it and like that's insane like they even showed like just like the like you said the little cracks like the one little like um crack by crack well there's like a hole in the roof essentially (laughs) and they actually show like the level of detail that they put into it i'm just like oh my gosh like no one would catch that but here they are someone Uh, was neat yeah um i also never noticed the rancor heads on the throne i didn't either and what i thought was really cool yeah so there's little things a little just a couple little details i was like oh that's neat that's also cool. the guy who played bib fortuna works for ilm and was bib fortuna in, in uh phantom menace yes yep which i think was amazing and again 20 something years later and he's still got the biggest smile on his face in what looks to be an extremely uncomfortable costume. really uncomfortable but guess what you're a part of star wars now and that's awesome all Tim and I need is a bit role. We can, you know, just be guy in background on backwater planet. <laughs> guy, guy stage left. <laughs> totally fine. Tim and I will do it. I'll be a red shirt, dude. Just I'll die. It's fine. Whatever. I'm down. I'll be a Kevin's been in movies before. He has the experience. Yeah, he was in Home I have Home a too. huge portfolio of of uh, critically acclaimed films that I've been in. All one of them. Um, 
I did some other work though too, Tim. I'll get you in, don't worry. <laughs> um, Whatever, Kevin. Rosario Dawson was interesting to me because Katie Sackhoff, you could tell, just smiling ear to ear. Rosario Dawson to me was the consummate professional. Yes, very I need much so. to know everything about Ahsoka Tano. I need to understand her movements, her facial expressions. She was she was intense to me. Well, remember how I told you that he, like she captured even the, just the finite details of how Ahsoka walks. Yes, yes. You know, it was just like I, I remember picking that up like right yeah, away. I was did. like, oh my god, she like she looks like Ahsoka. Yep. So uh, yeah. I, I I appreciated her um, throwing herself into that role, almost that. I won't. I, I won't go this far, but I'll say the name: the Daniel Day Lewis dedication to a role of like I need to eat, sleep. Uh, Jared Leto's another one that does that. Just eat, sleep, and become that person. That's what yep. it seemed like she did, and I'm assuming we're going to get something similar uh, in her show. Uh, but I also believe. Uh, I think we said this last week, and Tim, you touched on it. Was there's no way she's not in this Rangers show. Oh, and yeah. there's no way she's not in Obi-Wan. A hundred percent. The introduction was Mandalorian. Because think about it. If they did it the other way around, it almost would have lost its fire for the Mandalorian. Because it wasn't necessary for Mando to see her. But it was awesome no. that they made the connection and bridged that gap. But now when we see her in Obi-Wan, you know it's going to be a significant moment between her and Obi-Wan connecting somehow, whether it's through the force physically, whatever it may be. And I have a feeling it's going to play into the show, the, the confrontation he has with Vader. Sure. Cause that makes sense to me because there's only two people that Vader really cared about. Well, Padme I just, I, and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, but by at this point he hates Obi-Wan. Well, I mean, Ahsoka is just like, she's notorious for like just jumping around. So, I mean, like, with Clone Wars and, and with Rebels, it just, like, it, it works for her. So. Tim and I would gladly be scout troopers that crash into a tree. Gladly. Yeah. Smiles 100%. on our faces. You won't see them because we'll be under helmets, but 100% <laughs> I will crash into a tree for the cause. He's been practicing his well-hum screams. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly when I see Tim at the office. <laughs> <laughs> Doing, Kev. I the FedEx guy came in today, and I was on the call uh-huh. this morning that we had for rare job, and it was just awkward because I, I hear him in the background like FedEx, <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> mid sentence talking because in in this day and age you can't actually confront the FedEx guy, and my mask was over there, and I'm like, uh, Kev. Yeah, so it's I like just, it's like it's like your Nate, like he walked in on you taking a shower. Yes, exactly. That's what it felt like. So I'm like, rush my sentence, and I'm like, I hope Ben picks this up. I hit mute, and I'm like, just leave it on the table. <laughs> Unmute. Back to conversation. Uh, so um, yeah, gallery. Uh, uh, the other thing that impressed me, uh, even though I personally didn't like the episode, that has honestly nothing to do with you know the creativity and. The passion that went into it was Robert Rodriguez uh, using his son's Halloween costumes and his old Star Wars action figures to film the pre-production for the fight scenes for his episode because they said they didn't want them to be long 
And Robert Rodriguez yeah. was like, no, I want them to be long and drawn out, like, fun fight scenes, which they got because that was the best part of the episode, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So well, th- I thought I, that was amazing. That part, I also like that uh, Tamora was using, like, the Haka dance and, like, all his, like, yep. his native, native, like, combat and whatnot that he's learned. Um, how they introduced that into, like, Boba Fett's official, like, fighting style. Which I thought that. was really cool. He's out there just doing like he's doing the haka on the freaking rock, and I'm just like, this dude's awesome. What if they make that as like I don't know, Tarascasai or something like that? That'd be fun. You and Tarascasai, stop it. Because I I didn't realize it was in Solo until recently. It is canon. He's, we already talked about this. I know, but it, that's I'm super happy it is that Daenerys Targaryen knew Tarascasai. Oh my god. That's her name, and that will always be her name. Just, just, yeah, it's just the, the mother of dragons to you. Um, so, uh, that yeah. was, oh. That, oh, he also had the extra long gaffy stick so he could pull off all of these moves. Yes. Yeah, they actually made a gaffy stick just for him that was not canon. The new practical effects that they use to create lightsabers, uh, that ILM, uh, not ILM, I forget who they, was it ILM? Who did the lightsabers? I don't know if it was Ilem or one of the other vendors. It was one of one of the one of the 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 effects people, people. But it was essentially the light effects technology, just more. But the ways they had to build each and every lightsaber differently, the way they built the dark saber was different than the way they did Ahsoka's was different than you know. Yeah, but they also apparently like, apparently they do a lot of like wireless stuff. Yes. In it. Yep. So like they had to fit like wireless, uh, like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth like stuff inside these these lightsabers to get them to like function properly because it's talking to the cameras yep. and talking to Unreal Engine, which I thought was wild. Yep. Um, so them for, for them to actually manipulate 3D space with a physical object to get it to irradiate like to to show what the lighting effect from the lightsaber would look like in virtual space, mind blowing to me that they were able to figure that out. By the um, way. What did I tell you about episode six and Tython in the backdrop? They said oh, they yeah, couldn't they just went up, do they just, it on they volume. They went up to the Hollywood Hills. So they went out to Simi Valley <laughs> and Phil, I told you that was California in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, we, I all told knew that you. Was, we all knew that it was California. I told you. And they were like, we had to film it on location in Simi Valley. They couldn't do any explosions because everything was so dry. So they only had the one uh, explosion. I told you, I told you, I told you it was in the middle of nowhere in California, which is why it's. I think we all so knew bad. it. I think we all knew that. No, I was right. Let me have this one. Okay, Kevin. That's Thanks, all you Thanks, Tim. Been. You're welcome. Um, so what else was in this? I don't know. Just, just, I love watching this stuff. It got, it got really deep. Like I loved, um, what's the, who's the one guy who, um, damn it. One of the, one of the directors, he was talking about, um, just like how they wanted to push the storytelling and how we, we talked a lot about like, it's not just like star Wars. Isn't any more about like good versus evil or light side versus dark or rebels versus empire. Like, Star Wars, as it, like with the stories, like when you hear about like Thrawn um, or Ahsoka or like any of these people who are like living in this gray area, he even said it. He was like, you know, like there's it's there's so much gray area in Star Wars storytelling. Um, even like when it came to like Boba Fett, like Boba Fett isn't a bad guy. He's not a good guy either. You know, he's kind of just like this dude who's living in the middle. And I love I love that. I I love that about Star Wars story, storytelling. They're getting more comfortable with talking about the stuff that's in between and the struggles of both sides and like, you know, they're right because of this reason and the other side's right because of that, or they're both wrong because of, you know, of X, Y, and Z. And I love that they're like, they're really starting to 
to lean into that more, especially in, in the one scene where like when they're doing the um when they're they're uh impo- they're imposters for the the empire the imperial uh soldiers. Like that into we talked about that. That entire episode was all about like the struggle of like someone thinks they're really right, but they're actually wrong. But it's all perspective. You know, and just I I love that. I thought that was just really cool. Yeah, it what one one thing that was interesting to me about the way when uh, one thing that Dave said basically he was talking about them taking chances and stuff like you kind of kind of said with the storytelling but the way he said it to me was almost how do i say this it felt like his his plan is almost being executed from day 1 Mm. That the plan that Dave has for a lot of these characters, we're just seeing, you know, this linear path for Ahsoka that he knew where Ahsoka would end up when he created sure. the character. I don't want to say he had Rebels planned out and everything like that. Of course, he did things along the way. But almost this journey of Ahsoka being the new representation of the balance of the Force, Grey Jedi yeah. situation... Uh, and I think that's the journey we're going on with Ahsoka as we fragment her her entire history together, which is interesting. Um, it's all from a certain point of view, yes. We would have named the podcast that, but someone else beat us to it like five years ago. <laughs> um, anyways, which is yeah, also a so very I mean, good like, podcast, by the way. Overall, very good. If you have an hour and a half of your time, yeah, you can just like, you. give it, it a shot. If it's, you're listening uh, to this fun. show consistently you will enjoy the gallery regardless of whether you enjoyed this season or not you'll enjoy the gallery um so today yes the live stream hit if you don't know the first book for the high republic hits tomorrow so not yeah like at midnight tonight i uh, will be enjoying it tomorrow which yes, technically same. is midnight tim come on come on shut up kevin uh, so, Merry High Republic, as I have behind me. <laughs> um, and we got to meet all of the... I mean, you could have did your research on them, but they were all in the same room today, and they basically did a live stream talking about the characters, talking about the books, talking about future projects they're already working on. Uh, my favorite was the lady who was like, I am working on something that I legally cannot tell any of you about. And I was like, <laughs> I like you. You stick to your NDAs. That's good. That's how you get more work from Disney. Um, so. Uh, I can legally not tell you. <laughs> well, A Test of Courage is, is a children's book. We we're going to talk about that okay. momentarily, which also releases tomorrow. I think Light of the oh, Jedi, no. where what is the one that everyone overall is looking forward to and will probably be the yes. focus uh, as it is the introduction to these new characters yeah. uh, and this new uh, you know new world almost new tie era yeah. so um, yes the comics okay thank they're already correcting me it's, it wouldn't be 2021 without the chat jumping ahead can I get to it stick to the script chat Um, so Light of the Jedi introduces us, Charles Sobuk, into the new um, era of Star Wars, the new characters, the new overall enemy. Now, one thing that was cool, and we saw pictures of this when they made the announcement uh, last year on February, I believe it was, 
right before the dark times. Um, before the dark times. Right before the dark times was when we got the news that the High Republic would be releasing. So, um, believe it or not, I do have notes. I do. Uh, they all basically had this idea, or the LucasArts, LucasFilm had this idea to bring in all these authors and kind of do a brain session on what the next step in Star Wars was going to be. Yep. And they got to go to uh, Skywalker Ranch twice and have these brainstorming sessions. The one guy was Mike Cavan, I think his name was, was my favorite, who said they had to literally tear him away from Skywalker. <laughs> he didn't Come on, Jim, it's time to go, dude. <laughs> Come on, bud. It's, it's time to go. Uh, so, um, like my kid. To be in the situation where you get to sit there with other people and the people that are in charge of the future of the franchise. Yeah. And they say, okay, be creative with everything. We're going to figure this out. And then they kind of went to this, let's go to this un- unexplored era of Star Wars that has never been explored before. Yeah. And create these stories in that. And that's kind of where the idea came from. And then they started fleshing out what types of characters they wanted. You know, that's where we get the stories of Arthurian legend, uh, the Outer Rim being the Wild West, more so than it, it is even now. Um, new villains. Uh, they keep they keep referring to in everything. They keep referring to the Jedi facing some sort of new evil that they've never been trained to face. Good. So we have the the Nile is the new is one of the new enemies. What are the plant ones? I don't. I didn't put it in my notes. Chat, give me the name of the plant ones. Um, the Nile are kind of these space Viking pirate. And okay. the way they described them was, whatever you, whatever horrible thing you thing you think they're capable of, they will do worse. Oh, so that's that's okay. the Nile. Um, they sound neat. Yeah, and those are the ones you saw with like the red, the helmets with the red eyes and the thing, and okay. they're all sorts of different races. Like they showed a bunch of different. They showed humans. They showed Twi'leks. They showed all sorts of 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 different ones. Um. What's the plant ones called? I don't know. High Republic enemies. It was an hour long video. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I'm terrible. Meet the villains. The Drengear. The Drengear are living plants. Oh. Uh, so like I am ants? getting from the Drengear. So at first, they, and they even said that um, the Drengear. At first glance, you might not think they're terrifying, but one of the authors said they're absolutely horrifying. Uh, oh. I have a feeling there's like a flood vibe going on with the Drengear. Oh, they like inf- oh, that'd yeah. be so dope. Hive mind immortal plants was the at the on point description. So I have a feeling there's like there's a there's a there's a flood vibe going on with them. I like that. That's uh, neat. Kill it with fire situation. Yes, burn it. If you go to uh, StarWars.com or you just Google High Republic Villains and go to the StarWars.com one, it'll show you pictures of the Drengear, the Nile, um, and the Nile's leader is named Mar... They said it in the thing, and now I don't know how to say it. Marcion Rowe. Marcion okay. Rowe. Uh, it's the dude that looks like one of the... Um, like a Vex, a human, and a... 
fallen, had a baby. Oh, okay. Uh, that's Weird. the last picture on that article, Tim, if you wanted to look it up, but yeah. Okay. Living dark side plants, yes. Ben will be very excited about the living plants. <laughs> the High Can Republic. <laughs> the High Republic. So everyone make sure you tell Professor Broman all about the living plants <laughs> in the High Republic. Oh, it could be that's like good. the Killix. I would assume they're saving the Killix for a rainy day, or we never see the Killix again. But the Killix are kind of cool, so I, I don't know. But in this case, the Drengear, Hive Mind, yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. The Nile look I awesome. I love everything though. about that. And the, the Nile look great too. That's a that's a Zabrik one. That's a Twi'lek. Two. Uh, that's a human. That's another Twi'lek. I don't know what Marchion Row is though. Marchion Row. So it is a, a K. Okay, Marchion Row. I don't know what race Marchion Row is. Um, but they're going to be our villains. But I have a feeling this power that they keep talking about is something else. Um, they did say outright that there are no Sith threatening the galaxy at this time. I like that. So at the beginning of our story, at minimum, there's no presence of Sith. There's no worry of Sith. Uh, one of, I think it was Charles Soule actually said, everything's kind of hunky-dory in the galaxy when we when we start this journey. I like, like that, For though. once, there's no war. There's no civil war in the galaxy. No one's fighting. It's literally the knights of the round table, these Jedi, going out on quests and doing things across the galaxy. That's what we're experiencing um one of the other things i read that wasn't in this was that whatever this dark thing is that the jedi haven't trained for is actually driving the jedi insane oh so it's it's i hope it's some sort of force manipulation of some kind that's making the jedi go crazy and and i don't know doing terrible things oh i don't know um but yeah, it's <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm enjoying meeting these new characters. I saw in one of the children's books. There's so okay. So what is the children's go- book going to? Like, so I mean, it's a kids' book, so it's not going to get dark. Well, they 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 they. I, I say children's loosely. Uh, it's it's young adults and you know a little. It's a little bit older than Hunter. Those are the two ranges. Some of the books are going to. Oh, I see. Okay. So. Um, you know, the the Light of the Jedi one is going to be more of adult reading in line with Throne and Aftermath and things like sure. that. Sure. These other books are going to be slightly more geared to a younger audience. You know, okay. Someone said on Twitter, like, oh, I'm bummed they're doing that. Star Wars is for kids at the end of the day. You can't get right. around that fact. That's who enjoys it. This is a great way to introduce a new era of Star Wars and reach as many people as you can so dad and, yeah. and kids are talking about it you know mom and kids are discussing it you know you get the nerd family and everyone's at the dinner table talking about the you know the new book so um, come on chat you have to allow them the dads to connect with their kids okay yes release order of the books and the comics is the way to read them they were pretty on point specific about that so as content releases Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure that we're all experiencing them together in order. Uh, Tim and I aren't going to speed through it, so we may fall behind on some of the comics and stuff like that. But our goal with the book club is to kind of keep up linear through the path as best we can. Yeah. Um, we have jobs, lives, and other things that we have to adhere to. <laughs> uh, so as best we can through that. 
What I want to do, and Paul's going to open this up probably this week, is get you all into the Star Wars channel in the Rare Drop Community Discord so you can start discussing it. I'm thinking about making a High Republic spoiler subset channel so everyone can just kind of go nuts as they consume the content and it won't be oh, interrupted that's a good idea. by other people. So I'm going to discuss that with Paul tomorrow and make the specifics. Uh, if we pull the trigger this week, Facebook and Twitter will let you all know so you all can join if you're not already in that discord and um, and be a part of those discussions. Like I said, Tim and I right now is a short form half an hour podcast to discuss blocks of chapters at a time. Yeah. Uh, with this starting with light of the Jedi, that'll be the first thing we, we jump off with. Uh, I'm not even done with the other books that I was reading, but I'm going to pause them to start consuming this. Which is fine because, like, you don't need to have any knowledge of what's going on in those books to enjoy these books. Right, exactly. So, that's the plan. Uh, and we'll let you know on socials. Uh, so, make sure you're following Rare Drop on Twitter and following Rare Drop on Facebook to consume that. God bless you, Tim. Thank you. Uh, so, lots of new characters. You know, they had the, uh, the, the lightsaber whip. I know it has a name. I don't know what the name of it is on the cover of one of the... The other uh, children's books, so that's coming back from Legends. That was That'll something we haven't fun. seen in a while. Um, just the little cool, is very cool, little cool stuff. Every author, you could tell it was the same energy as the gallery. Tim, oh, they just super excited to be yeah, a part of something like this. Exactly, you know, flattered that they even got asked. Yeah, and cool. so excited that they're a part of it. So the energy from that part of the table was yeah. infectious and it was really exciting to see that even in book format Lucasfilm is very careful to make sure that whoever's telling these stories sure. has the same passion that they do yeah uh, which is awesome so um I'm excited I think uh I think there's this is going to be a good year for Star Wars fans who really want to deep dive and who really want to go deeper than just films television shows this is also a lot of you hit tim and i up all the time and you say things like where do i start where do i start how do i get into this i want every day in chat dude my recommendation is yes read aftermath read thrawn do all that stuff pause whatever you're doing and take this journey with the entire community at the same time yeah don't wait to read these put that on the shelf because we can always talk about how great the thrawn books are and go back and revisit them but to me, this is something that's going to be really exciting for everyone to do together. This is going to bleed into all of our conversations over the next year on the show, regardless yeah. of whether we do book club or not. Um, so that would be my recommendation to you. And I'm going to start telling people that on Twitter, like get into the High Republic stuff. For sure. Uh, so that was pretty much it. They were kind of describing some of the characters. There's a, there's a Jedi named Buckets of Blood. Uh, and it's in okay. all it's in all caps. <laughs> Is okay. Apparently one of the authors used to be a paramedic and there was like he said there was like <laughs> legends in, in, in the paramedic field and this one guy called himself Buckets of Blood. Alright. <laughs> and that's what he got the buckets. inspiration for. So there is a Jedi named Buckets of Blood. That's so weird. Uh in there. Oh, there's Paul in chat. Paul, did you hear this stuff about the Discord? I think we need to uh, make sure that we have that place for people to uh, discuss the high, high Republic stuff uh, specifically. Uh, but w you and I can talk about it tonight or tomorrow. Um, cool. So that Boy, any, uh, uh, we, we can move on to the, the, 
the rated R stuff. Uh, yes, let us talk about the rated R. So there's a rumor floating around that Lucasfilm, Disney, uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are discussing the possibility of M-rated television. That's it's not rated R technically. It's M-rated television uh, in the Star Wars universe on Hulu. This I want is that something so that so badly. This is something we've discussed before, and honestly, I never thought would happen because Star Wars is for children. But right. I have a feeling the success of the Mandalorian has them taking yes. a second look at it and saying, "Well, what if we Deadpooled this and broke it off?" Yeah. So you know, my son can't go into the Star Wars thing on Disney Plus and watch some you know rated M thing, but. Right. He can't get into my Hulu because he's locked out. So I guess that's the idea. So yeah, Deadpool made this possible. I agree. I think that's the that's the way they're looking at it internally as well. Deadpool worked. We can do this with Star Wars too. Agreed. We can tell really gritty, really dark stories in the universe yeah. that are canon and really hit that adult market uh, pretty hard. Now, anything you do in that realm will not be as popular as the Mandalorian. No. So they would really have to weigh the pros and cons here and go for it um, and test it, honestly. Darth Bane was actually my first thought, too, Black Ghost. What a character to bring to life on Hulu. Perfect for something like that. Most definitely. Honestly, most of the stories you'd tell would be Sith stories. Tim, what if they did like a Sith anthology that just told... (laughs) Sith like hour long Sith stories over each era of Star Wars. Well, I mean, like we're gonna have the um, we're gonna have the Acolyte show, so I'm curious to see what's gonna happen with that. I have a feeling the Emperor and all of the cult stuff in Rise of Skywalker is their limit when it comes to featuring dark side mysticism in a sure. PG thirteen setting. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, so anything in the Acolyte I don't think will exceed what the the level that they went to in Rise of Skywalker. Now, my son has seen everything Star Wars except for Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. because I don't want to be up with him as he has oh, nightmares yeah. about, uh, about half-undead Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, that's fair. So that was my limit as a, as a father going into it. My son's six, for those of you that don't know. But he's seen everything else. He's seen all the cartoons. He just finished Mandalorian. Uh, and even Mandalorian, some of the scenes I was like, oh, this is a little, might be a little too violent for him, yeah. but he's, he's been fine. I, he was more excited to see R2-D2 than he was Luke, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Tim, you, you're super excited about this. I, I'm just, I'm excited to, to go... Where we haven't gone before, uh, as as Star Trek as that sounds, it's very very like we have been in the Skywalker saga for what forty years? No, more than that. Uh, forty two years, I think. So we yeah, so we forty three seventy eight was the first one. Seventy eight or seventy six? Over forty years, we have been doing Star. We have been in the Skywalker saga for over forty years. Seventy seven. And so it is very exciting to find ourselves in a time that, like, like you said, Kevin, like when you, when you said that, like, you should put it down, like you should put down whatever else you put everything else on pause and, and get into this. Um, I, it didn't really, 
I didn't realize that every single Star Wars fan, like anyone who enjoys Star Wars, we all get to, it's like a movie. We all get to experience it at the same time. And so like, that's really exciting for me. Like I've been essentially playing catch up with a lot of these books uh, just because of like time restraints or I didn't realize one had come out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so again, like just being, having opportunity to experience this at the same time as you or, or, or viewers and fans and just people who enjoy Star Wars and to have something new to talk about and something to, to have theories on and like experience all these new things together is just really exciting for me. So yeah, I'm very, very pumped for, for the High Republic because it's, it's something new. So, uh, Skippy pumped. said, is Freddie Prince eating his own words yet? No, I don't think so. I still think what Freddie said is 100% on point. No, Freddie is 100% accurate. The basis of Star Wars will always be for children. No matter what you do, no matter how yep. you frame it, no matter what you say. Telling other stories in this universe? Fantastic. Let's do it. The core of Star Wars will always be about kids. Always. You can't argue that point in any way, yep. shape, or form. That, that, that 8-year-old to 14 is like such the sweet spot for discovering Star Wars and becoming a fan for life, they will never, ever, ever deviate from that whatsoever. No. Freddy, everything so, Freddie said was 100% on point, even, yes. with this, even with this information. I just think they see dollar signs because of Mandalorian. Oh, well, 100%. And they're looking at the, de- is, looking oh, at the demographics. Is, yeah, this is 100% a money grab into, into a different market, most definitely. It's like, look what... Look at, look he at Clone Wars. He didn't say they wouldn't Rebels. show the dark stories. That's not what he said. No, so like, he said that yeah. the the sagas will never be about that. He never said they would because they've already told them in Legends canon. They've told the look at the Yu Zong Vong that everybody wants back. That'd be great for Hulu, by the way. Um, <laughs> but they've already they've already told those stories. He didn't say that. He was saying the core of Star Wars and what Star Wars is. Right. Is it kids equals merchandise? Kids does it. Well, everybody equals merchandise. You won't everybody. be able to to merchandise a Hulu show as well as you can everything else. Right. Now, you can go to the park and there'll be references to these darker things. Just like there's Deadpool stuff apparently in California. There's some minuscule Deadpool stuff in the Marvel areas. Oh, okay. But Deadpool's not out there shaking hands with kids, you know? No. But they do sell his shirt one shirt or two shirts that I've seen in the Marvel store at Disney Springs when I was there six years ago. Um, Before the dog times. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like at the, at the end of the day, like being able to like have niche shows like that is also very, very important because like you also like you want, the parents to be able to enjoy the things that the kids are enjoying and vice versa. Like, so again, it, 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 Star Wars will always be a household thing regardless of age. Like they, Disney also understands and recognizes that their viewer base is going to continue to age. And so it's this constant loop of catering to the older fans as they get older and then also creating content that is captivating new audience members, i.e. comic books, kid stories. Uh, my Hell, my, my kid has a, like, he's not even two yet. He has five-minute Star Wars stories. He has a book that says, that's called C-3PO Does Not Like Sand. 
It's just this little like Dr. Seuss style book. Like they are super smart when it comes to like capturing new people and then having this fan service as it, and then uh, catering to them as they go throughout these different steps in life. Like Star Wars will for, oh, will now will for always be a thing for me as I get older. I will be able to experience this with my kid and with my grandkids and they will get, continue to experience it. And so like it's just like it's this never ending cycle. We're also living in and I we said this a few episodes, I think before Mandalorian when we had this discussion. We're also living in an era where, as I've told you, my uncle who saw it in the theaters who still has his May the Force Be With You pin, you know, is in one place. I'm the next generation, and now mm-hmm. I'm passing it on to my my daughter and my oldest daughter and my son. Yep. This is the first time this has happened with Star Wars, just because of how old it is. Yep. And what it what it has meant to culture and and Disney purchasing it. You can say everything you want about Disney. If Disney didn't purchase Star Wars, I don't even know if we'd be having this show. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't think that that it would have grown to the point where it is. No. So. But- but to but to the person's point about Freddie Prince Jr.'s like his video and his rant about Star Wars being about a you know it's a f-ing kid show, he's right. At the end of the day, like it is it is to cater to children. Um, because think about it, like when is the best when is the best time to to capture a child's attention when their imagination is at its peak when they aren't tainted by the world and like all of like the shitty things around it. So of course, like. That's when you can capture someone is when their imagination is just this fluid thing that is constantly going. Like when, like when you're playing, like when is like your, what's your best memory of Star Wars? It's like, it's probably not watching the show, but playing with your toys and like recreating those scenes of Hoth or, or Endor or your own story. Um, like I'll always remember my, my uncle's big AT-AT and my X-Wing that had, or the, the TIE fighter that in the X-Wings that like, parts would blow off of it and like I'd have my own little dog fights and stuff like those are the fun Star Wars memories for me or like hitting my brother with a, with one of the Walmart brand lightsabers like oh, pretending we're Jedi the ones like, that you had to like flick your wrist to you had pull to, like, it out flick really hard and, and, then, and then I had the Darth Maul one I had the Darth Maul one that it was spring loaded and so you just come out the sides I mean them making the the obviously without COVID this is a different discussion and probably would have spent more already but with Galaxy's Edge and the ability to make your own lightsaber in that experience, you know, over the next few years, I don't know with COVID and everything, because we only had time to build one. You know, that's a solid one one grand I'm I'm dropping on just lightsabers from just me. Between me and all my kids, that's a solid grand they got out of me just for building that. I am one customer, one Uno singular, one. Yep. And guess what? How many age groups did they capture with that? Well, the six-year-old has his. We had to cancel the plans for the the sixteen-year-old to make hers. Uh, and then you know the almost forty-year-old is going to make his, and then the little one's going to get older in a few years and be like, "Why does everyone else in the family except mommy have a lightsaber? I need my own lightsaber, dad." <laughs> and then we're going to have to make her, and then they'll each have one, and I'm going to be like, "Well, I need two because." I'm the dad, and this was my thing before it was theirs. We've spent a shitload of money at this point. That's yes. just lightsabers. That doesn't even include going to Doc Ondar's and me buying all the replica ones to hang up all over the Rare Drop office and this room. They look really good, by the way. That's just lightsabers, and we've covered every age group that is currently 2 to almost 40. 
And that doesn't include my uncle, who I previously mentioned, who still hasn't gotten to go to Galaxy's Edge because of COVID, who is normally a pass holder from New York who drives down all the time, and he hasn't been there yet. So, come on. Right, and all the Kyber crystals, because then you got to find your Darksaber crystal. Come on. Uh, and then they get the, uh, the yellow one. Come Disney is, or uh, Star Wars is for kids at its heart. They can tell these yes. stories. They'll do all this other stuff. Freddie was not wrong. You, you can make a case for what he said about the story not being about bad guys. The story is never at its core going to be about bad guys. These are extra stories that we're getting. Yeah. That's what he was saying. What other questions the, do you have, Kevin? We're starting off the year like this already. I know, it was really spicy, did you Kevin. Did Vader's castle I completed yesterday with Hunter on Mustafar? I did, I did see Mustafar, I don't yes. want to pick it up because pieces always fall off when you pick up Legos, but it's behind me. True. So. Um, he was right from a certain point of view. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, first, Tim, yes. we have to read the Hi. Patreon question. We only got one tonight, though. Mm, patrons don't care about Star Wars. Wow. Steamboat does, because Steamboat is here reading about that. Oh, the Patreon crawl's not working. Oh, there it is. Oh, they resized it on Tim. <laughs> ben was going to be very mad. I, I could have lost my job there, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> they resized it. Oh, it's going fast, too. I'm going to talk to him about that tomorrow. Steamboat asks, how hyped are you for the Space Pirates? I am excited at the painted uh, picture painted of these characters, the Nile uh, being full-on bad. I hope they're in mainstay for this time period. The thing I'm curious about is how they hold up against Jedi and what weapons do they have to combat things like lightsabers. Always seems that the bad guys figure out how to do that. I'm curious what the Nile's thing is going to be to combat the Jedi. That's my biggest question about the Nile. What about you, Tim? I, 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 this is the first time I've ever heard of them because I've been trying to stay away from spoilers and Kevin ruined it. That's not a spoiler. They've been talking about that since they announced it. I didn't even know. Tim, they showed the pictures during the announcement. I didn't look. And the evil plants. It's the first time I heard of their, their heard of the, their name, the whispers of their names. The first my ears, it that, fell upon my ears. Tim's like my wife. Neither of them listen to anything I say. So I have no thought. I will let you know once I get to that part in the book. Well, thank you, patrons, for supporting us. We appreciate you. Go to patreon.com slash rare drop. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, we read the, the question. Even if we answered it during the episode, I still read the Patreon questions every week. Because they're that important. They pay for that privilege. The rest of you freeloading sons of yeah. didn't do that. It's. How many? You know what I always worry about is people that don't know me and tune in for the first time. They're like, "Wow, this guy's an asshole." This guy's really abrasive. Yes, it's like a, it's like a, a grit, gritty sandpaper. Yeah, yes. That's the problem. Is then I go, "Well, yeah, that's that's true." He rubs all over me and makes me soft. I love that this turned into a Jim Gaffigan bit. I thought I just had to keep going with it. I like that. It a lot. Uh, Darkwing said, do you believe the many rumors about the Lucasfilm internal rifts are true? Uh, I.e. they will be redoing Galaxy's Edge. Sources uh, all seem to come from um, uh, Kathleen Kennedy haters. No. We've said no to this like a thousand times. Why would they redo Star Wars at Galaxy's Edge? You're talking about billions 
infinite. Why would they redo Galaxy's Edge? Because apparently they want to redo the the trilogy. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're Sorry. Billions to yeah, correct it's not gonna happen. a story mistake. Disney Stop is a lot of things, but they'll say, like, eh, that wasn't a great movie, but you're stuck watching it for the rest of all eternity. And that's the end of it. <clears throat> Kevin is like black coffee. It's dark and bitter, but it is so good. Oh, my gosh. You should just drink better coffee. You can't figure out if you, if you are in Patreon, there's a post every week uh, for that. If you just want to be the freeloading question, you can use the questions command. It'll pop up. Is Kevin not only or is Kevin ready to not only watch anime, but read manga now because of Star Wars? Yeah, I'm going to have to because part of manga. the High Republic stuff is going to be manga. You're doing manga? Yep. Oh, man. I'm going to have you read it and just give me the TLDR. No, we're going to read it together. Shit. Weeb out. We're gonna get, uh, I'm gonna get Char to I'm read. Not it. A, get Char to read not it a, to us. Not a big manga guy. <clears throat> uh, we talked about that. We talked about that. Have you ever? You've never looked at manga before, really? Me? Yeah, you. I mean, I've seen manga. Oh, uh, I mean, like, yeah, but that's like I've seen porn, but like, have you really looked at it? No. Okay. No, not porn. Manga. No. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You've never looked at manga. I told you. I've you've never. At been, it. I've never, never been, sat you've never and been, read one end to end. No. You've never like been intrigued by it. No. No. You never wanted stuff. to just try it out. None of that stuff is is stuff I'm into. You never just like walk through the aisle in the bookstore and just like hmm, picked it up, just kind of skimmed through it a little bit. No, I usually have a section that I beam to when I go into the bookstore. Which is mm. usually sci-fi fantasy. Oh. No. Sci-fi, fantasy, philosophy. I don't think I've ever bought... No, I've bought cookbooks. Those are usually I, I, mine. I, yeah. All right. Okay, I guess we'll be reading manga together. Yay! Woohoo! I have to get you the Marvel login so we can start with these comics, too. I keep forgetting to do that. Remind me to do that later. Okay. Uh, this is a great question. Are you guys going to be starting up spoiler cast again to go over non-Star Wars content like WandaVision? No. No. Um, what we will do for some of the Marvel stuff is two things. One, spoiler cast one-off episodes with everybody where we can talk about WandaVision uh, and some of the other Marvel shows coming out. Two, Rare Drop is already discussing internally creating a Marvel show Yes. In the vein of what you're watching right now, we're also discussing creating a Lord of the Rings show in the vein of what you're watching right now in anticipation for the Amazon show. So stay tuned. That is that is what we're talking about internally. <laughs> Kevin only reads hentai. Nailed it. Tim didn't ask me that. <laughs> Marvel and malts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it would be less Marvel and more comic book related, so we can include DC and shit talk them to no end. Did you watch Wonder Woman yet, by the way? Uh, no, but I, I saw all the tweets, so I feel like I don't need to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it anyway. It looks like a dumpster fire from what I've seen on, on Twitter. That doesn't intrigue you to watch it? No. No, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that if I go through an IMDb rating, I'm like, oh, that's a three. Mm, not going to watch it. 
Oh, no, I, I, I do. No. That's probably why I'm so backed up and you're not. Probably. DC. Less fiber. More fiber, Kevin. More fiber. Uh, I've got plenty of fiber in my diet, trust me. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck on, it's Florida, it should be Marvel and meth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, comics and Lord of the Rings, those are the things we're discussing. I don't know if everything will be live, some of it might be pre-recorded. Uh, we'll see. We're going to, we're going to play with that and, and, and it, it, it in all honesty, you're, you're not most likely on any of that aside from guest spots. It won't be me and Tim. Yeah. We we want some new blood in-house. Yeah, I can't. I also, can't. I love Marvel. I don't know Marvel like I know Star Wars. Yeah, that's why it's especially So, memorable. like, I, yeah. Like, I, I, I know I know the Marvel Cinematic Universe very, very well. But I would when you rather get into, be on their side of the fence for a Marvel show. Yeah, yeah. I would like to learn with people who are, like, in the comics. They know all the different, all the different, because there's multiverses and stuff. There is, like, so many different things in Marvel that are just, just so far outside of my wheelhouse. Comics so I'd and, rather just not drive that ship. Comics and cocktails, comics and cognac. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I don't think we'll, we'll, I don't think we're going to go into a direction that involves drinking with that show. This was kind of a one off thing. <laughs> no, well, it's all right. You're Star a bunch Wars of alcoholics. And, and now we have, now we have old fashioned podcasts. What's the next one, Kevin? Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. I feel like all of our podcasts now need to start with liquor. Old fashioned's a double entendre, though. <laughs> ah, Vimeo and vodka. Can't wait for this one. <laughs> what the hell would you talk about on Vimeo and vodka? Hey, this week on Vimeo and vodka, we found this video. You taking applications? If you want to send me a video and you want to eloqu- eloquently show me your video, your production quality, your mic quality, your you elocution imagine? skills, the whole nine Just yards, and you want to tub full of ma- of of comic books. All right, Kevin, here's my app. Here's my edition one. Spider-Man. It's like it just brings out a binder full of comic books. I know everything. Spider-Man's birthday. So if you, want, if you want to do all of that, you are more than welcome to send me videos and say, this is why I think it'd be a good fit for any of those. If you have a Marvel tramp stamp, yes. We would want to see if it. You, Marvel if you and my Marvel and my ties. Oh, Kevin, we love my ties. I got two more. Did I, I did I post them on Twitter? I don't know if I did for Christmas. You didn't. You sent them to me. I my saw pictures sister of them. Sister-in-law got me a Sith Trooper and uh, an Ewok for my Tiki collection. So now I have a Stormtrooper, uh, a Sith Trooper, Chewie, and an Ewok for now my your collection. Parties. Is complete. No, I want to get Luke. I think the Emperor, Darth Vader. I haven't decided. And then I'll have six, and that feels like a nice round number for my ties. That's the most you're getting out of the the pictures my wife makes. Mm. Um, so that's that's the plan with uh, with that. Um, with the spoiler cast question, uh, five or so chapters seems good. People don't usually binge through books the same way they do TV shows. We get me and my shit together and get Audible. What I'm going to do is I'm going to see what the release windows are between the books. Uh, I'm going to see how many chapters the book has tomorrow morning. And then I'm going to discuss with Tim tomorrow evening what we think is feasible for everyone's schedule. Because, Tim, you have to remember that Tim listens while he's doing cardio. So I, we so, have I, so, kind I, of- so so this is my audiobooks cadence. Wake up in the morning, drive to the gym, listen to audiobook. Get on the, get on the cardio machine, listen to audiobook. Drive home from gym, listen to audiobook. Put baby to sleep, wait for wife to finish, listen to audiobook. So right there is like... 
an hour and a half worth of audio book time a day. So, it's going to be a couple chapters a day, Kevin. I might be able to get through 10 a week. Getting Light of the Jedi and Ahsoka need one more book. Which do you guys recommend? Learning, Leaning towards Aftermath, Thrawn, or one of the High Republic books? Uh, other High Republic books aren't going to be out. If you want to learn more about the universe and what the hell's going on, go with Aftermath. If you want, I haven't read it yet, but from what everyone says, is a better story. And still learn about the universe, but I think Aftermath gives more information. So uh, Aftermath, Aftermath helps you understand what happens after Episode 6. Because there's so much more conflict after Episode 6. Um, and they just don't touch on it. So Aftermath is a really, really good way to kind of help bridge the gap between... The Fall of the Empire and the Formation of the New Republic. Uh, Thrawn, if you want a really cool Star Wars story during the reign of the Empire and you want to learn about like an anti-hero, like kind of bad guy, but kind of out for himself, not really a good guy, um, then Thrawn. Especially if you like Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, it really helps you appreciate the character that much more. And then there's a bunch of other books. Like, I'm currently reading through or listening through uh, Plagueis. Uh, Plagueis is very, very interesting. Uh, it's a little slow. Um, it's not as exhilarating as Thrawn, but it is very, very interesting to learn about uh, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Catalyst, if you if you want to learn about the formation of this of the Death Star, Doctor um, Afra, you also liked Doctor Afra is phenomenal. She is so cool. She's she is this like think of Indian like so if they took Harrison Ford and made him play Indiana Jones in Han Solo, but they dressed him up in a, in a wig and made him a female character, that is Afra. It is wild she's super smart she's really like adventurous but she's also a narcissist and she's only out for herself and it is just like the best character i love her uh how about disney making a show on the mandalorian wars or darth revan you would need the introduction of the old republic which i think we're at least it has as been much alluded as I to don't want to say times it, i think we are a trilogy or blockbuster movie release away from them opening up the old republic with that being said i don't think you're seeing anything in that realm until maybe a tease at the end of this year my guess would be the tease will be star wars celebration next year because there is none this year and then the uh, motion picture in 2023 I, the I, earliest i have to disagree i think all of their chips are going on to high republic I think that is where they are. We are going to live for a while. We are because of all of the books and comics, all that stuff coming out. Um, we are we are now starting to see signs of shows that are going to be taking place in High Republic time. Acolyte for one will be at the tail end of the High Republic. So those that ha have an understanding of the world via books, comics, manga, short stories, whatever, we're going to understand what is going up and what led us to this point. And then I like in, in, in all Star Wars fashion, everything is told out of turn and it doesn't really line up until the entire like you see the, the big picture at the end. Um, 
And so, like, I, I really don't think we're going to see any Old Republic stuff for a very, very long time. I think it's cool that we saw the nod to Darth Revan in Episode Nine, uh, and also in the art book. But I think because of them putting so much focus on High Republic, there is no reason for them to go into the Old Republic and completely like they they have to go back and they've got to like so we know Revan. We we have we have figured out that Revan is going to be a focal point in the old Republic storytelling in canon, but they have to st- like it all has to stem out from him, and so I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go through they're gonna spend time like there's gonna be a team that's gonna go through and it's gonna flush all that stuff out they're gonna pick things from Lord from the nice old Republic one and two they're gonna go from Star they're gonna go like Star Wars online stuff they're gonna there's so much stuff to pick through and comb through and figure out. Um, I think that's a harder thing to do than it is to go and create a brand new world that is going to be completely canon from start to finish. Because they don't have to ask, would this be canon? And debate on it and figure it all out. Anything that is written, anything that is said is canon. I disagree because the way that the new CEO is approaching digital media makes me believe that if they can do what they're doing with Marvel they will continue to do it with Star Wars. I just, and they don't, just I don't understand how good of a reaction they can get announcing all that stuff, and it shut up a lot of the naysayers. Sure. And as they move through this High Republic stuff and introduce us to this new era, if you want to blow the fans and give them, honestly, some of the last bits of fan service you have left in your pocket, you can't wait 10 years to do that. But why would you want to introduce the High Republic and then do the Old Republic at the same time? Because you're, it won't be at the same exact time. The High Republic will be running, but the Old Republic, just like they're going to be doing Current Era and High Republic at the same time. They're not changing that. We just got introduced to like three, four more stories in the, the Current Era of Star Wars. It just LB. feels like... It, th- so then we have three different story. We have three different time periods going at the exact same time. Think of the That's video, a lot. The video games, the mobile games, the the merchandising, the ability to cross reference your story. If you think there's not going to be references to the old Republic and the High Republic, you're crazy. This is oh no, be their, I, I definitely, I definitely think there's going to be their little Easter egg trails that they're going to start leaving, just like they did with the last few things. You know, one of these books in two years could be about, oh, my God, I found the helmet of Revan and blah, 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 blah. And, or we could finally get some more insight on a canon version of what the Revanite cult looks like behind the scenes. You know, we saw it with Vader. Well, I'm learning about it in Aftermath. I think it's freaking awesome that Vader has a cult. I think it's so cool what you said yeah. the VR game alludes to even more, right? Mm-hmm. So the opportunity to tell those stories within the High Republic, introduce them a bit more than they have. Uh, and I also give me an Unreal Engine High Republic game. I have a feeling that everything is hinging on a re-release of KOTOR a la Final Fantasy VII with a new story to suit Disney's canon. That is too good of a name and a title that is recognizable to not reuse it. And if you think about when all of these remakes started getting announced, it was about two years ago. When did Seven get Two years ago, right now, seven yeah. was announced. Yep. Yeah, we got we got Final Fantasy, and then we got a bunch of like Resident Evils, and so you think even if this has been cooking for three years, because remaking a game from the bottom up is not, you know, running it through some filters and pressing right, a few yeah. buttons, you're remaking an entire title, and they're going to tell a new story because it's going to be Disney's canon. 
I have a feeling within the next two years. I I don't think you will see anything Old Republic before Star Wars Celebration 2022. If anything is going to be discussed, released, or brought together, it's going to be when there's asses in seats and they can get the pop that they want for it. Because right now, it would be such a lackluster response to just mention it online. Sure. But the High Republic was an easy thing to do because it was a new era and you didn't have to have a room full of silent people going, what is this? I don't understand. Instead, yeah. we had time to process it and understand it, and now we're all excited for it. So it was a much different way of introducing it to the public. They want that fucking mask to show up on the screen at the beginning or the end of, a, of an Old Republic movie trailer, television, whatever they're going to do with it, and have that crowd go absolutely ape shit at Star Wars Celebration. They want that moment, and they will wait till 2022 to do it. <laughs> Okay, that's it. That's, that's, oh. that's the show. Perfect. That's it. That's the that's the whole freaking show, chat. That's it. You're done. Chat, thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, Tim and I will be back next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, to talk more about Star Wars with you. Uh, I'm sure we'll that talk about the High Republic for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be at really least just like so. Here. I feel yeah. I feel like next week we'll have like a brief just like. What do you think so far, kind of thing? Just be like, well, because I feel like once you've like, if, since it comes out tomorrow, we'll have the entire week to listen to it. Might be able to, depending on how many chapters, might just blow through the whole goddamn thing. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Thank you again. We love you. We appreciate you. If you want to check out more episodes of Star Wars and Scotch, the marathon was fun because it was fun to go back and listen to what we thought was going to happen in Mandalorian and how right and wrong we were so many times. Mm -hmm. That's the fun half the fun of this show. Uh, But thank you so much. We appreciate you and your time and uh, you supporting us. You can go to raredrop.co, go to podcast, click the Star Wars and Scotch logo if you want to do more. Uh, Tim and I will discuss this book club. We will uh, get you the information uh, as soon as we can. Alongside the Discord stuff, I'm going to talk to Paul tomorrow. Uh, and get you guys a place to discuss High Republic specifically as you read through it. And then when you catch up, you can go into this High Republic spoiler chat and just go bananas. Uh, but yeah, Tim and I are going to start the books tomorrow. We hope you do too. Uh, I'm going to take us to hyperspace as we uh, as we leave the building. Punch it, Kevin. You're all wonderful. Go to kingscoastcoffee.com and get your delicious coffee because there's no promotions going on right now. It's <laughs> delicious. I have to order some for the office. We only have murder free right now there. Enjoy the stickers. (laughs) Freaking stickers. Chad can stop (laughs) the damn stickers. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. And as always, may the force be with you. May the freaking force be with you, Chad. May it. May it. May it. May it. Have a good one. It's it's January. Thank you, Tim. It is January. Goodbye.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.